could watch. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> that went a little long. All right, so it is week four, Neighborhood Watch League. We had some great writing this week on the power rankings, if anyone caught it. We are out of the first month of the uh, – and we had the divisions and everything, as everyone knows. So now we're going to get into the rest of the league for everybody. So everybody's rooting for other divisions now to start ganging up on their divisions so that they can either gain more games ahead or catch up to the games that they are back right now. Uh, in the power rankings, it's oh, it's a very surprising read, but it's a good read. And, you know, looking at it, it's surprising to see a 3-0 and team at number 12, as many as wins as they've come away with, I highly doubt that they will finish last in this overall standing. And uh, a one and two team coming away with it all. Even though they do have uh, a lot of the writing does make sense with some of these teams. But then you see other teams and you're like, huh, maybe I should drop a defense. I don't know. Um but yeah, it's a good writing that uh, Richard Hartline published out there. You know, our Neighborhood Watch League editor and journalist on the field. So go ahead and check it out if you guys are bored and want something to read and get a good laugh or, you know, get some pride or maybe, uh, um, what would you say, Rick? Maybe get inspired yeah, inspired, charged up, and as as it was in the first one, these are just kind of just my initial thoughts. The power rankings, uh, week zero, post-draft, that was the first write-up, and I'll probably do this every four weeks or so just to see the pulse of the league. And week four is no different. It's, it's not so much about the standings. It's not so much about wins and losses. It's more about how your team's doing. It's kind of like a little health check, so... In fantasy football, like it always is almost random when your matchups are, but what you can always rely on is some sanity and where your power ranked is. So the big uh, top dog of the league uh, remains to be Shane, uh, the king of the auto draft. Uh, he does sit at one and two, so he probably doesn't feel like he's the king of the world, but with his team, with the strength that he has at running back and wide receiver, I feel pretty strongly about him. And then, as Greg alluded to, the person that's dead last in my ranking is Greg. And, yeah, we, we have our disagreements. We have a rivalry. Uh, it's been 10 years. But Greg has had a lot of unfortunate luck. He had a lot of good luck initially, but CMC is now becoming – you know, a bit of a fly in the ointment there, uh, being injured as he is. And that doesn't stop right there. I mean, Gronk's threatened to be out. Uh, newly picked up Gian Bernard is out. Curtis Samuel's out. I think Michael Pittman might be out. 
you know, it's basically more people are out than in, it seems, but that's kind of the reason why, Greg, that you're at the very bottom. It's not that you're, you know, 0-3, but it's that you're 3-0, and and they're, you know, like in real football, there's contenders and pretenders, so I think it's more of a pretender at this point. Hey, if you're not an Audi, you're not cool, right? All right, so let's talk about some waiver wire action. What do you got for us, Ricky? Well... We always want to start off with the the hot take, the the person that went for the big bucks, the million dollar man. Million dollar Hunter man. Renfro. They uh they really went after the Hunter Renfro. Uh they were dead set on getting that hunter. Um I'm not sure how strong of a pickup it was. Greg, do you have uh insight on Hunter Renfro? I thought you had the eyes on Hunter as well. Oh, he's a talent. I thought about drafting him, so I think it's a it's a good pickup. Is it overvalued? Nah, we'll see. Just like Gio, you know, he might pay off pay off his dues. And again, if you see a player that you want, just like in the draft, don't be afraid to go get him. Go spend that fab. Yeah, and then in the waiver, there was a lot of just people picking up and dropping people. I thought a really smart pickup was Peyton Barber uh, from uh, Greg's team. Uh, he really had a good showing against uh, where well he was on the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe he's still playing for him, but Josh Jacobs might be coming back a little healthier. But maybe next time Greg can get him in his lineup if uh, Josh Jacobs kind of extends his injury. Um, but probably the worst one and it's probably just because it's me i dropped lavisca chenault Ooh. uh he'll probably be a really contested uh person that's gotta hurt of injury on the jaguars but you know you can't really uh predict injuries so i don't feel too bad about it especially if i got the packers defense this week and then i don't know deshaun watson he's a quarterback he's on a team now is he yeah. How come nobody got him? He should have been drafted. I thought that he was a uh, molester and in, in court right now. Oh, that oh, it's the, that Deshaun Watson? I thought it was Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, man. Okay, so this guy's going to be doing, like, uh, court. Is he even... So he's not really playing football. I think it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, well, you know, that guy needs quarterbacks, so you can never have enough. Yeah, no, you know what? If there's anything that team is lacking in, it is QBs. Oh. Qs and Bs. Qs and Bs. And a lot of, you know what else he's lacking in? A lot of T and Es as well. T and Es? The team needs more T and Es and Q and Bs. Yeah. All right, enough of that alphabet soup. Let's head over to the matchups of week four. Uh, just to recap, I guess, a little bit of week three, Ricky and I were talking about which team we think would be go undefeated into the uh, following weeks, and we both guessed correctly. Ricky had the Mud Dogs, who remain undefeated, and I obviously am conceded, and I had myself. So we both won on that one, and we'll uh, we'll see if if we come to an agreement on who will go undefeated 
in this week. And we also talked about who would go winless last. And, well, unfortunately, there's only one winless team left, and that is Dusty's Fortnite. And even though I picked Dusty to win last week, I also did say that I thought that he would be the one who would remain winless the longest. And he only did that by a mere two points, I believe, coming out of last week against his best buddy, Michael Byer. So tough loss there for the Fortnite, but uh, Dusty can probably pick it up here maybe against the Hot Locket. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, and Ricky will give you your, uh, you know, congrats and all your your fandom that you deserve for scoring 150 points, accumulating to the highest scoring team of last week, but is just you know 25 short or 20 short of what I did the following week, which is the heaviest score of the league so far this season. But Nick followed him up with 138 points, which congrats, Nick! I know it was your first win, and it shows you that your team can pack a punch. But yeah, it was big. One big showing it's gotta be feeling good maybe some of those two-week uh, early jitters are now out maybe uh the team's back on the right winning track yeah you unfortunately gotta... we're gonna move on to the matchups and uh nick's team isn't faring so well yet <laughs> all right tune squad against monster magicians that's right uh the one and two nick it's tune squad versus the two and one monster magician uh Looks like Nick is in an early deficit. Marvin Jones Jr., uh, also known as Maurice Jones Jr. sometimes, uh, did come out with a pretty small score of 3.9. Currently, this is the most one-sided match of the week. Not saying much. Most of the matches are 50-50, but this one did kind of edge over, and I think Luke has like a 53% chance of winning. Greg, if you were a betting man, which uh, which team were you favoring? Who he's going to have to rely on this week? No, oh, Herbert. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. And Aaron Jones also has a really good matchup against the Steelers, who the Steelers are just really off this year. I, I'm kind of fading them completely. I think Aaron Jones and Justin Herbert are the big difference maker for Nick. Uh, going up against Luke's uh, teams. Jalen Hurts isn't he isn't quite a quarterback we had hoped he would be but against the Kansas City offense he's going to have to put up points if they want to stay in contention but I watched last week and it wasn't too wasn't too great but with some of that rushing ability he kind of offset some of those lacking passing yards. Uh, Saquon's on the men though. I'm glad I was able to face Luke before Saquon was fully charged, but that would be Luke's best answer, and I don't think Cal Calvin really is going to wake up for uh, Luke. But the rest of his receivers completely crushed Nick in this matchup. I'm going back and forth. I'm not sure who to pick. I think the smart bet is on Luke just because he hasn't had a dud yet. On Nick, you really kind of wanted Marvin Jones to have a big game, especially with. The injury to DJ Shark, it's like it was set up for Marvin Jones to do something, but nothing happened. So my bet would be on Luke for this week. 
Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it now. My box scores are up. I think because I have, I don't know. I don't know why mine wasn't working earlier. But anyway, looking at both these teams, uh, Nick's, you know, sitting Kyle Pitts against Washington. Washington is the 32nd ranked defense in the NFL overall. Um, So don't know if that's a good play or not. Um, But, you know, Elijah Mitchell going in there against Seattle, he's – he looks like he can he could be set up for a, a decent game, but it is Seattle. Um, but it's at home for San Fran, so uh, that's good. And then Corey Davis is also in the flex there for him, uh, going against Tennessee. Tennessee's defense hasn't really been the best either, but the Jets' quarterback play, uh, he is a rookie, uh, hasn't really been the best since week one. Um, and then, obviously, you got Mark Andrews going against Denver. Uh, Andrews has been showing glimpses of the reason why you draft him where you drafted him at. But I don't know. Uh, Kyle Pitts might be something else you struggle with until Sunday, trying to get him in, trying to figure out where, where to fit him in at. Um, obviously, those are your three options to to get him out with. Uh, going across the way, um, yeah, this is going to be a fun game watching Jalen Hurts and uh, Mahomes go at it uh, against each other. So, I expect this game to kind of be a shootout and Jalen Hurts to kind of run up the score because I think he can. Um, I wasn't thinking much of Jalen Hurts um, earlier on in the season and after watching some of his play last week, uh, I think I think he's somewhat capable. Uh, I'm not like 100% on this guy yet, but uh, you know, I'm, I think as we're all seeing, like he's he's definitely got his ups and downs and and you know. <sighs> He's um he's one of those players that has you know pretty much shown it so far with quite a bit of outstanding performances. Um I don't think he's he had his roughest game last week as far as interceptions. So uh not trying to be too long-winded about Jalen Hurts, but it's just somebody that I was not really on but then watching his comeback play from last week, I think uh it's something that the reason Luke is winning so much is because of Jalen Hurts. Um, but I think overall, uh, the matchups here, I don't know. I'm going to give this game to Nick. I uh, I think Nick gets his second win here, even though he had a Marvin Jones kind of dud game here. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like a lot of things that are on Luke's team. Really, a lot of things are going good. I just think... CDs may might not get as much because Carolina's defense. Uh, I think the Bears wake up against Detroit. Uh, Calvin Ridley is going to be the only player that's probably not going to do well for Atlanta against Washington because that's where their focus is going to be. Um, Saquon is starting to wake up, as Ricky was talking about, and then Adam Thielen, he'll probably get shut down against Minnesota. I would I would think, and then same thing for Mike Evans. I just think that the matchups for Luke, a lot of his guys are showing out, and they're going to get heavy uh, coverage. But that's just my thoughts. Talking about defense. Yeah, I won't argue with you. I mean, I I would love for Luke to lose. He's in my division. But I have Luke. You have Nick. Moving on. Moving on over to the next matchup. Taylor Swift-Johnson 
the two and one team of the Renegades division, squaring up against the undefeated SCLSU Mud Dogs of the Red Wolves division. And they're already going at it. This matchup really started off on Thursday where a lot of starters, the most starters of any matchup, and Ray will start to play. And we see that Joe Burrow was able to already do a decent showing against Jacksonville. And James Robinson, who was sucking the first two weeks, and I talked to Mike personally, and we both discussed James Robinson as like, a, hey, what's going on with this guy? Is this Urban Meyer a freaking you know, head case? Like, I don't know what to do with this Jade Robinson. Now he's got back-to-back 20-point games. James Robinson's all right. Jamar Chase, he's doing his thing. But Greg, how are you seeing this matchup shaking out? Well, I like the plays on both the guys. This is uh it was a good performance by I think everybody involved, even Jamar Chase getting 10 points. I think that's that's wor- well worthy of uh the position that that wide receiver was drafted in even though he has scored higher um before. But uh I I'm intrigued by the pickup of the Titans defense. It's a defense that I personally thought was going to do well um, starting off this season, but kind of is turned into kind of like a quagmire there. But going against the Jets offense, as I early alluded to with uh, Nick's team, the quarterback play hasn't really been there. Um, So he might have to hope and want for some turnovers here because I think that's the only way that the defense does well. Um, like I said, this defense is, is something that hasn't really put it all together yet, but maybe they are starting to. They kind of looked a little bit better than they did when they first came out in the first two weeks um, in week three against Indy. So Mike might be onto something here with the Titans as I thought that they were going to be something in the beginning of the year so maybe they are putting it together and we'll see here against the Jets even though the Jets is not really you know you can sneeze at them and knock them over so um but other than that I like a lot of the the plays that he's got going it was a great performance uh by James Robinson as Ricky talked about um and then yeah like this team this team overall uh this is one of my my favorite teams that have been put together and drafted. And he's he's holding up strong, even though he has some players on the injuries, but he did well with them. And, uh, yeah, I think this team keeps rolling. Looking over at uh, Mike Byers' team, um, bro did a great job, almost reaching 30. Um, I don't see too many optimizations here. I like Brandon Ayuk, though. Brandon Ayuk being back on the field uh, is good. But I don't see where you can fit him in. Uh, maybe Deontay Johnson, but I don't think you want to take him out. Uh, he's he looks like he could be a, a favorite, but Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been playing that well. So that would be my, be my only optimization for that team. Uh, but I'm gonna say that Mud Dogs takes this one and stays undefeated. Yeah, it's a Highlander match. The two mics are squaring off. Yeah, uh, mic matchup. My pull away really comes to. One team has a lot of people that are kind of underperforming their uh, draft. Uh, George Kill's kind of underperforming. Jonathan Taylor's been underperforming. Deontay Johnson's been underperforming. Meanwhile, Mike Wise seems to be on the same page with all his players. His players are all clicking at the right throttle. 
Cooper Cup, the hottest wide receiver. Oh, he's so taller. hot. You know he's going to get two two touchdowns. You know he's going to be able to score, and I can't really say the oh, same for Portland. Oh, he's uh, yeah, I see this one being actually a little bit farther than 50-50, even though the projections of it are all saying this is about even, you know, about 130. I don't see it as such. I see Mike Wise being able to take this one easily. This one probably it doesn't block. matter. So it's unanimous. Mike Y will be the one to rule them all. He will be the last Highlander, or however that movie went. I never really understood Highlander. Neither did I. I know there could only be one. There could only be one, and that was Sean Connery, I think. That nah, was Chris Lambert. Anyway, the next match. My bet's on the old guy. Yeah, it's always old guys with you, Craig. It's like your <laughs> your kink. I love the <laughs> wrinkly balls. <laughs> the next matchup is the Crescent City Hot Boys, the one and two team. Facing off against the other one and two team, Dirty Randy's. We know him as the back-to-back champ, who is kind of stumbling out of the gate. Yeah, he did the same thing last year. He's got playmakers, but uh, I'm kind of seeing some some kinks in the God King here. I'm seeing Josh Jacobs, who I'm not even sure if he's going to play or not. I think he was injured last week. I see Miles Sanders, who's going to be in Kansas City. They're going to be having to throw a lot. They're going to have to be playing a lot of catch-up. I'm not sure if Miles Sanders is going to be able to have room to run. Meanwhile, Crescent City Hot Boys, Hakeem. Hot Boys. This might be the win. I think this might be the win. Uh, He's definitely throwing away uh, and changing things up. I see a new defense. I see a new attitude. I think I see uh, some fight in them. But, Greg, how do you see this? I mean, can we address the fact that there is a, what was it, a sixth-round overall pick is the 32nd overall defense? Like, that's that's a bad beat right there if I ever saw one. But you got to go with your heart. And what you love. And if Washington is what you love, even though they really don't have a team mascot or moniker, you got to roll with it. So Yeah, it's almost as bad as having the Bears defense. I, I would think that rolling out the Washington defense against Atlanta, who's been playing miserable, would have been a smart play. But we'll see. I mean, Bengals did get, what, nine points against Jacksonville? Yeah, that's better than I mean, what he got last uh, week for his defense, which yeah. was uh, zero points. Goose egg. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette on the bench. What? LSU guy? You're sitting all of your guys, huh? LSU, Washington. What's next? Josh Allen? Davin Cook, is he going to be playing? Is he going to be all right? Is he going to sustain this week? Is he going to play the whole way? I mean, Cleveland's got a tough defense, as we all saw last week. Or maybe it was just a soft Chicago line. Uh, I like the uh, the play of Mike Davis, though, going against that soft Washington defense. But, you know, if you uh, draft one at the four spot and you draft another one at the six spot, what do you do, Ricky? You play him. You drafted them, you play them. 
we'll see if that's uh, this strategy is going to work out against another one and two team, which I think it, we all see this. This is the rise of Dirty Randy's. This is this is the uh, this is the champ that this is when he makes his move. He wants you all to get relaxed about him, thinking that he's not there, creeping in tall grass. But what does that guy say? Don't go into the long grass. Don't go into the long grass. Nobody fucking listens. They all go, and they all die. Well, Dirty Randy's is going to take this one. Dak Prescott, I think he's going to be impressive against Carolina. Even though they do look good on defense, I think this will be a good game. Uh, Dallas versus the Panthers. Uh, Stephon Diggs, I think he's he's going to probably go off here uh, in Houston. Or not in Houston, but against Houston. And, uh, yeah, I like uh, a lot of the plays. Not sure if Josh Jacobs is going to play, but it looks like he's got the clean slate of health right now. He's he's uh, questionable, but uh, I guess that doesn't show up. Yeah, so he's questionable, so who knows if he's going to play. If he doesn't, then um, I don't know who you put in there. Rondell Moore? Maybe that million-dollar man? You listen to John Gruden today. Oh, no. What did John Gruden have to say? <laughs> John Gruden said, I will not pause to put Peyton Barber in. Oh. Did you say that earlier, or is this a hot take right now? Oh, uh, it's a hot take. Gruden oh, there himself, we go. So I'm not going to hesitate to put Peyton Barber in if Josh Jacobs isn't ready to go, because Barber uh, got it done last week. Ooh, there you go. I think it's a smart start uh, sitting the Browns' defense against Minnesota. Minnesota's been doing lighting it up on offense and after seeing what they did against the bears i don't think they get lucky twice in a row and minnesota offense i think will be smarter than uh than what the bears offense were was this past sunday uh the saints defense is also a good defense we all saw what they did against the packers in week one going against the giants but the giants also look to be that same type of team that's starting to make their move uh Daniel Jones is coming around. Saquon is starting to come around. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's a low-scoring affair for the Saints' defense. Um, but overall, dirty Randys. So I think we uh, we got one for one here. One for hot boys and one for the dirty boys. Most definitely. Moving on to the next matchup. Let's move on over. I think you might like this matchup, Greg. It's the undefeated Young Guns. Craig mm. St. Martin's team. Versus the one and two TMNT, Joe Kerwin. This is a very old rivalry. Both original gangsters of this league facing off. Their acumen being tested. It's basically old blood versus new blood. You got the. Old-time GOAT, Tom Brady versus the new-time GOAT, Kyler Murray, who is the number one quarterback. Excellent quarterback play. I think they're basically the one and two top quarterbacks. If not, you know, don't fact-check me. But basically they are. But where I see the pull-away is, you know, I don't know where Greg's pulling these running backs from. What's a Chubba-Hubba? You know, (laughs) what's a Chrissy Carr? You know, I, I know Alvin Kamara. I know Trey Sermon. I know Kenyon Drake. Those names stick out to me. But Curtis Samuel, is this guy even healthy yet, Greg? I don't know what you're doing here. 
I think Joe is going to win, and I think the projections are also agreeing with me. And I think Greg has a lot of injuries going against him in this inopportune time, but like I told you so, sometimes the old age makes you so you can't really heal up. I think Gronk might not be able to make it. Christian McCaffrey might not be able to make it. Gio Bernard might not be able to make it. Julio Jones might not be able to make it. Are you just reading off the injury so list here, bud? Because, I mean, that's... I'm reading, I'm reading off all the people that can't make it <laughs> to your lineup because... In week four? Yeah, because they're ruled out or doubtful or have been hurt for the next couple of weeks, bud. We all know this. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying they wore down because they're old. Mm. Christian McCaffrey, well, we old? players on Joe's side. That's, that's the main point I'm trying to bring up here is and that's why joe's team is in a better position this week to beat you easy win you know, that's here. how we do the matchups around here we gotta say our analysis then we say who we have <laughs> we're picking <laughs> but anyway i think uh chuba hubbard would probably be your top scorer <laughs> joe left kyler murray and that's all she wrote i got joe for this one how about you greg what do you think's gonna happen well of course, I think that the young guns have this one. Let's just get that out there and over with. Because Tom Brady is – I don't. I know you can't read that well, even though you just read us off the entire injury report there. But, but Tom Brady is the number one. Kyler Murray is the number two. But he might wear number one, but he is not number one. Okay? Tom Brady wears number one and number two, and – he can fill both those spots if he needed to with the points that he's been racking up, buddy. So easy win here going to the young guns. But let me just break down TMNT's roster and what I like, what I don't like, what I see as optimizations. Am I telling you the truth? Am I just trying to goach you into a mishap? Maybe. Who knows? But I would take Kenyon Drake out of there. Uh, I would throw somebody else fucking in there. Maybe like a Daryl Henderson. I mean, the projections oh, even yeah. fucking say to do that. That should definitely happen. Right? Uh, but Joe probably won't listen to this podcast by the time that, you know, Sunday rolls around. Uh, Trey I'm Sermon, listening. why the fuck is he even in there? Um, you should throw somebody else in there. Like, I don't know. Cole Komet would probably be a better option. No, I'm kidding. But like Watkins or Smith, those are better options. Um. Robert Tunyon, hey, I've been waiting for this matchup to say thank you, Joe. You haven't been on our podcast yet for me to tell you face-to-face or voice-to-voice, whatever. But thank you, Joe, for taking Robert Tunyon in front of me and saving me the fucking god-awfulness disaster that Robert Tunyon has been in the beginning of the fantasy season. You know who you could probably get a good trade for a tight end right now with this guy, especially being from fucking Packerville, is the Toon Squad. Send this guy over to the fucking Toon Squad and get yourself a real tight end, and you'll be uh, in ship shape here with your roster because you got a good roster. Um, and going forward, I think you win win some games, but just not this week. That's all I got. Yeah, well, he has a good roster. It's definitely. Uh higher up on the power rankings uh, than your roster right now. We can say that about everybody's roster. <laughs> Moving on wah, wah, wah. to the next mention, we have the one and two hot lockets versus 
Fortnite! <laughs> the 0-3. The last of a dying breed because they can't win. But, looking at this, it's still one of those dang-on coin tosses. Dang-on. Shane is very highly rated on my power rank. He's being number one. So I do want to say Shane, but I do hear some uh, some news coming about Lamar Jackson's back. It's hurting him. He's been carrying this team, Shane's team. But honestly, I think he just heard it when he flipped into the end zone in that celebration. And he's hurt his back ever since, which I think is pretty funny. But Yeah, I don't get how celebrations of- aren't tauntings. They should yeah, be. They should it's, be flags. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just dumb, uh, inconsistent NFL rules. Or how about we just court. get rid of it? Yeah. Yeah. Just get rid of the fucking taunting shit. Coach, Anyways, I feel like Shane's team is definitely going to win. Coach better. You don't have Derrick Henry going against the Jets and expect a non forty point week. If forty points was ever in a bag, it would be there. The only hope I see for Dusty, and I'll probably say this every single freaking week, is if Aaron Rodgers throws multiple touchdowns at Devontae Adams. Barring that, I think Shane wins this. <laughs> but Dusty, you need to really talk to Aaron Rodgers, make sure that he can throw those touchdowns to Devontae Adams still. It only took him 37 seconds to do the game-winning drive last week in San Francisco. But I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers do that game-winning drive for Dusty's team yet. That's that's the biggest travesty. I got Shane winning this and winning it uh, pretty handily. Greg, what's your uh, breakdown? Well, I agree with you, especially just because, you know, King Henry is going to run for a million on uh, the Jets, just like Hunter Renfro went for a million in the waiver wire. Let's not forget that. Um, and this is a good area to point out that even though your projections may have your guy at a uh, 9.7. They can still come up with a goose egg for you on the days that they – on game day. Uh, DJ Shark did just that uh, this past Thursday. So he's ranked higher than some of the guys that are in his roster right now for Fortnite, but he didn't score anything. He did nothing. So don't always go with these projections. Projections are don't mean shit, really. Uh, the only thing that you can go by them for is, you know, that's a guaranteed fact is if your player is going to play or not. If they have a goose egg next to their projection, that probably means that they're not going to be playing that week um, unless they're game-time decision. So, anyways, I... Don't see anything wrong with either one of these guys' lineups. Uh, like them both. Um, over on Dusty's side, I think the only thing that maybe I would move in and out is Fuller. I know Fuller's coming back, though, from, uh, what was it, like a suspension and then an injury or some shit. Um, so, like, last week was, like, his first weekend. So, and he got five points. Uh better than a goose egg but uh i would think that roby anderson is better than that i would think that uh jalen waddle is better than that uh they play on the same team but that's it that's all i got but yeah unless aaron Rodgers is gonna throw 
like two or three touchdowns to Devontae Adams. I think uh, King Henry and Keenan Allen and, I mean, Joe Mixon did well enough for the second string back for this team. So I'm going to give it to Hot Lockett. Justin Tucker with maybe another 66-yarder on Sunday. And uh, if anyone does want to help contribute to Dusty's team and turning it around, feel free to fill his uh, inbox with trade offers and uh, good wishes and maybe some donations if you want him to uh, succeed this year. He's definitely going to need some help. Yeah, it's getting cold out there for some of these teams. So, you know, feel free to donate some warmth. I think we're uh, at at time. I think that's the last matchup. Don't you have to do yourself? I forgot. The most anticipated matchup for this whole year is about to commence. It's the Heartline Bowl. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a thing. Nine Region Rats versus the Heartliners. Yeah, he's going to whoop your ass. Even the projections say so. Oh, the half point? <laughs> yep, he's going to beat that ass. This is the week that Patty Mahomes and Tariq Hill connect for a million and destroy the Heartliners. Uh, Matty Stafford isn't going to do much for you, and uh, your only hope is Darren Waller and maybe Ezekiel Elliott getting his wheels back. Um, but, yeah, nice pickup, though, with Daniel Carlson. Love that guy. He is the number one kicker right now. Um, love that guy. Can't say enough about him. Packers against Pittsburgh. It's a good play because of you know Big Ben not being so big and Benny, I guess. Uh, and you're sitting your Panthers number one defense against Dallas because Dallas is gonna go for a tear. Is that what you're thinking? Mm. Oh, they're number two. Who's number one? Ooh. There's a number one defense out there somewhere. It's probably the... the Broncos. Yeah. I was going to say a B team. Um, But yeah, so Robert Woods on the bench. What? Tyson Williams on the bench. What? What's going on here? Oh, no room to fit him in. Huh. How about that? Yeah, I like your lineup. I don't think you really have to do anything except for maybe, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Panthers, I don't uh, – yeah, I just don't see it against Dallas, but it could be. But, again, you like to not play your players against the defense for whatever reason. So it would be having Ezekiel Elliott go out against your defense, which, you know, hurts and helps you all at the same time. Um, looking across the way, Region Rats hasn't really been up in these scoring uh, – high-scoring teams – uh, lately, he he was the I think highest scoring team f- week one, but since that, I don't think he's he's really gotten back up there. But I think this week is his week. I think David Montgomery has a game against Detroit. I think that's the only thing that really shows up for Chicago, uh, other than its defense. And then Patty Mahomes and Tory Kill are connecting like crazy. Um, Chris Godwin, he's just riding in the on the coattails of of the energy that Gronk and Tom Brady are bringing into new England. Um, so he'll probably catch, 
maybe a, a pair. Let's go with a pair for Godwin. I'm going to, I'll say. And then Debo Samuel, I think to me is the most underrated uh, wide receiver. I love seeing this guy out there. Um, just, just the targets that he's been, been able to, to get um, on his team. And uh, even though he, he hasn't really been scoring all that much since week one. I watched the game last week, and I'll admit, like, being up by eight points and winning by eight points against the region rats, I was still scared because Debo Samuel, he's a, he's like one of those other Samuel guys. Oh, yeah, Curtis Samuel, the guy who's going to be starting on the Young Guns this, uh, this week. Yeah, the Samuel boys are dangerous. Debo Samuel, he's dangerous, and I think he gets back to his week one standards um other than that keep chugging along cody you're uh you're gonna get that victory this week even though it it's you know you are in my division and i should root against you you're going against this uh this guy over here i don't know yeah this beast what'd you say this yeast this beast so if I were to look at this matchup, I actually see it very uh, even. There's only two key positions that I would really focus on as the difference makers. And that would be the tight end position. I think there's a big drop-off between the tight ends in this matchup. Is that because it's the only I thing I believe Darren Waller before. is a different type of tight end <laughs> than Mike Zeki. Additionally, I also see Kareem Hunt being able to do what he did last week against the Vikings and Miles Gaskin going against a much more difficult opponent with the Colts run defense that's pretty strong plus he's in a timeshare I think those two would be the positions I'm going to really look at Chris Godwin's actually a really good start because uh, Gronk will be out which will make the targets funnel into just the three pass catchers well actually Gronk and Gio Bernard are out so that's two other pass catchers that are off the the plate for Tom Brady to throw to so it's really gonna have to consolidate those targets into Chris Godwin to catch it and Tyreek and Patrick Mahomes I think everyone thinks that is the way to beat me in this matchup but there is something definitely going on with Tyreek Hill. I think we're going to find out that there's some kind of injury that's happened because he does not look the same to me. I think the first week he did really well, and the last two weeks he's done like a ghost. Yeah, he hasn't really done much in the last two weeks, but that first week he did some really magical stuff. If uh, if the first week Tyreek Hill shows up, great, uh, great you'll, you'll beat me, Cody. But two out of three, I like those odds. I think we might have split on every team almost this week. <laughs> no, we we were together on them quite a bit. That's you're, dusty, maybe. Just your memory's bad. Um, but it's okay. That wraps up week four for our little predictions and uh, what else you want to call this, our matchup selection and optimization podcast. <clears throat> Ring them a roll, excuse me. Had a little Chipotle before we started the show here. Glad it's coming out of the top end and not the bottom end right now. 
But uh, yeah, good luck to everybody this week. And uh, yeah, and uh, thoughts and prayers out there to uh, Luke Williams' phone. Uh, man, what a crazy, crazy guy that's been in the uh, message boards lately. Oh, what happened? Just, you know, so many guys were concerned that something was going on with Luke. Poor Luke's phone's been going berserk, just texting a bunch of GIFs and emojis and all kinds of weird stuff, which I'm not sure if it's the personality of Luke or really Luke's phone just going bonkers. But, oh, okay. Maybe he got hacked. Sometimes uh, Facebook, you can get hacked. Oh, yeah. Good point. All right, everybody. That's the show. Wrapping it up early here at 35 minutes. Ricky, you got anything else? I love 35 minutes. I hope we hit that time all the time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I had to pause earlier and cut it. So I've got to snip two things together. So this is definitely not the time. But, you know. You think it's longer? It's definitely oh, longer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Darren Waller's not even a top three tight end. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Won't you be my neighbor? Good watch. Good night, y'all. Have a good week. Good luck. Yeah, who's a pretty cool?